Okay. All right. So I bought a new MacBook Air today. Yeah. Yeah. The 11 inch. I didn't know that I wanted the 11 inch, but I bought it anyway. Not your primary machine. Not gonna. I don't know yet. I'm trying to decide. I might. I got it for 20% off on Amazon, so I bought the high-end 11-inch, but not the i7, the i5, so like the best of the like stock configurations. Mm-hmm. I bought it for 914 Yeah, well, what are you going to do with your MacBook Pro? Probably going to sell it, and then I might buy a Mac Mini. Like it's a... So you're going to use a MacBook Air out in the field, but right. then come home on a MacBook, on a Mac Mini? Maybe. I'm... Yeah. So you're comfortable with typing on a smaller keyboard? And- I, I played with it for about 45 minutes at Best Buy. All the employees looked at me really funny as I just sat in there typing. But I, I didn't mind it. Like, I got little fingers, I think. Well, you know, good luck with you on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on that I note, not, this is weekly download. <laughs> I would not buy that one, but whatever. Uh, we'll find out. This is weekly download episode number... Nine. Nine. One away. In high definition. Yes. Brought to you by Behringer and a lot of other fancy equipment. So, I know you've been pretty miffed about Blade Runner. Oh my god. Why? I I never saw the first one, so don't kill me when I say I don't even know what the big deal is. You've never seen Blade Runner? I I haven't. I don't know why. I just never got around to seeing it. I think it's one of those movies that every cognitive scientist has to watch at least once. And if you cognitive scientists out there are listening, you know why. Perhaps tonight, when we're done recording this, I'll go watch it. Oh, you definitely. I think, is it on Netflix? I I think it's on Netflix Instant. Nice. It's definitely worthwhile. But the thing about it is, is if you watch the movie, I'm not going to give it away, but... There's a little bit of a twist ending, and there's a little bit of a cliffhanger as to whether or not a certain question is answered. And it was only, I'd say, a few years later that Ridley Scott, the director, finally decided to give the secret away. But now that he's kind of closed case, done deal, why make a sequel? I mean, this whole like sequel push in movies needs to stop. It just needs to stop. There's so many other ideas you can come up with out there. Why not an Avatar 2 or something like that? I feel like if it's what you said and the guy really like closed the deal on what happened, like how can you even make a sequel? It's just going to be terrible. Now you could make a prequel. Yeah, I mean lots of movies. I, I think prequels are interesting too. It's nice to see how things happen. It's... Well, there's a lot going on with that movie actually that would demand a prequel. And really? if you've seen it, then you'd know what I'm talking right. about. I'm going but... to report back next week, tell you what I thought. Yeah, and everyone else should watch blade runner and then tell us what they thought let us know what you think yeah we'll maybe share some of those comments so the top download this week boy did they screw up (laughs) yeah i uh i like this device as i think i've said probably seven of the eight podcasts but yeah they screwed up we're talking about the hp and their touchpad yeah palm in general like the whole acquisition it looks like maybe wasn't the best for them so let's let's step back about a week ago maybe a few days ago HP decided, hey, we want to license WebOS. Not license, that's not the right term. But well, they deploy, did mention they wanted to license They it. may want it. Yeah. But they said, let's deploy our OS everywhere. Now, I've heard this before. I heard Android say it about a few months ago. I heard Windows say it a few months ago. But you didn't Actually, hear one company ago. saying it. That's doing pretty darn well. Exactly. And that name, a certain fruit company, is that doing quite well. Was the biggest company in the world for a day. 
I think it may still be, right? No, Exxon took back over pretty quickly. Hmm. But, I mean, you can't really beat the oil companies. So anyway, HP's got this grandiose plan for HP WebOS. Meanwhile, a little bit a little bit ahead, Best Buy, who's trying to sell their flagship product at the moment, HP's product, the touchpad, right. is literally begging HP to buy back Less than their 10% stock. that they sold. So what was the number? I think I think there was of two hundred fifty thousand only like five thousand. Like, yeah. No, that can't be right. Of two hundred fifty thousand, ten percent. Maybe two point five million. Twenty-five thousand. Maybe two point five million. And then, that sounds like a lot, though. Uh, I mean, I think they sold in, in a quarters in zooms, like two hundred fifty thousand. All right, let's, let's just find out. let's just look it yeah, up. Yeah, let's just stop with the. Uh, you, assume, just, you could probably just look on our site. We probably could. Why don't you find it? You you probably navigate there quicker than I could. But okay. it just amazes me that they screwed this up so much. Well, what happened? Why can't they... What, okay, given that the touchpad, in many people's opinion out there, is the alternative. Is the alternative. Right, and I mean, if you play with it, it started to seem like it could be. But it's... I, I sat down at a Best Buy a couple days ago, the same day I was typing on that MacBook Air for... 45 minutes and 270,000 touchpads and eight has so far only managed to sell 25,000. That's there you go. That's terrible. So they've only shown like sold. Now, HP has shipped a lot of touchpads. Right. And that's why a lot of people are saying that the touchpad isn't doing too bad. But if you look at that number, that's pretty scary. Well, I read a number similar with the Zoom, except it was more like 900,000 and they had sold like 40%. And if you look at the touchpad and you look at HP, you know, their sales distribution model is not at an HP store. The place no. to go for an HP product actually would be probably Be- Best, Best Buy, Buy yeah. or Amazon. And so if you look at Best Buy, the flagship carrier for most consumer electronics, even Apple, but you know, typically that's not the primary HP, sales. HP, I think most people, when they go to Best Buy, they think of HP. So, I, I, think I, yeah, I agree with that. I think HP, Acer, maybe. Yeah. So, anyway, you go over there and they've only sold 10%. So now HP is saying, well, we still think the WebOS is a decent thing, but they've now said that they're going to abandon all hardware that has to do with WebOS. And furthermore, spin off their entire hardware business and computing business, essentially splitting the company in half. Right. I just, I mean, I think that you, you got to look at Apple and the way they're doing things and say, this is probably how it should be. Like, look how well this company is doing and look how not well other companies are doing. Well, I mean, it's easy to look at Apple and go, oh, you guys are successful, and then try to come up with a bunch of reasons. But it's more compelling to look at HP, who was once an incumbent, by the way, in the laptop and computing business. I mean, they still are the largest laptop manufacturer. Manufacturer. Right. That's the key. It's not going to give you any market cap to make stuff. Right. It's going to give you market cap to sell what you're making. As, As Apple, as Tim Cook has always said, we sell every iPad we can make. You don't hear any other company saying that. Definitely, yeah. So anyway, you look at HP and you start to wonder, well, what's wrong? So if you look at the product, the product is good for the most part. Yeah, I mean... They don't have the App Store model. The WebOS is a pretty decent software platform, but poorly developed on given the strength that Apple has and Windows has and Android has. So... What's That's a pretty big flaw, but 
so then HP says, well, how do we get people to buy into us? Well, we're not going to advertise a whole lot. Instead, we're just going to stick our product out there and, and cut the price. Yeah. A lot. What's interesting from a developer standpoint is, I know because I, like, I'm a registered HP developer and I never really ended up developing any products, but I signed up. And they offered even me, who's never developed a product, mm-hmm. essentially a ri- ridiculously reduced cost pre or reduced cost touchpad to like $100 or $50 as long as you promised and in some cases free I saw for some devs as long as you promised to push out so many different applications so I still don't understand like how they did so poorly on this implementation yeah but if you think about it a $400 machine versus numerous amounts of time yeah oh definitely I mean their HP in theory would be getting the better end of the bargain there there's a lot of time that it takes to develop an app and if you already create your apps for the products that are selling more android or ipad what's the point of moving you know yeah so so hp knows that their product is not the greatest thing in the whole world it's not picking up it's not sticking in the consumer database so instead they're trying to move into a new frontier here's the cloud which is something that's kind of underdeveloped still it's still still don't even know where it's going for sure we kind of know that it's going to be kind of this thing for storage kind of this thing for as a backup people have been using it for that like well, I mean, yeah, define for sure because there's so many flexible applications you can get out of this proverbial cloud, but HP knows that that's where they can go. They're going to shift into software. Now, I've always thought of HP as this hardware, hardware giant, giant yeah, who made decent products and made printers. By A the lot way. of printers, I mean. So I think that's their only business right now that's going for them. But they want to shift so much to the other direction, which is so interesting because, like you said, when I mean, I haven't owned a PC in eh, nine years now, eight years now, but when I did, like, that was what I thought of, was HP, even then. So, Autonomy, they also purchased a company called Autonomy, right. who handles a lot of software management for big, big companies out there, and it's a it was a it's a ten million dollar requirement. Hopefully that'll push them in the direction of creating quality software for whatever devices they want. I think if they go back to their previous statement of the web OS starting to be put in fridges or what have you, then they're they're setting themselves up to be a direct competitor with a very small space of people. We're talking Android and Windows. Right, And if you look at the Palm Web OS, I actually find it to be a superior alternative than what you find in the Windows OS or and Androids, which yeah, I, I like is that. not even fully realized. Yeah. I mean, Web OS is out there, but Androids everywhere OS, whatever this flexible thing is through Honeycomb or whatever flavor OS you Certain have yeah. through Android. Ice cream sandwich. It's next still one. not quite realized in devices it was demoed once whereas webos seems to be already de- implemented in printers i I, th- I actually thought that that was a flavor of android they're using in their printers is what i was told no, by no, someone no. okay they're definitely using webos okay because that was one of the was... first things they did okay interesting so I don't know well i, I mean you know it's it's a little too bad i find it kind of sad that they totally gave up on palm and the hardware that they had because in the end the tablet space is the place that is growing. It's going, yeah, and it's going that direction. So to me, this seems like a, a curious, yeah, questionable decision at best. But we'll find out, I guess, uh, in the coming months or years, what I guess this decision means down the line. Rest in peace to the trios and everything else that will forever be forgotten. So in other acquisition news, we have Google and Motorola. I, what? 
I, I know, right? $12.5 million. And if they back out of the deal, it's $2.5 million. So Google, who's made their Android OS and is doing pretty well on a bunch of other carriers, is now acquiring, or not a carrier, excuse me, a phone, phone manufacturer. Phone manufacturers. Now acquires a phone manufacturer that is essentially dying. And didn't even make their flagship, like Google had their flagship Nexus device, which was made by Samsung. Right. If I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not even like, that. it wasn't even made by Motorola, which I found pretty interesting. So do they take this and move into direct manufacturing of their phones, or do they buy them out for patents? Well, the argument we always have on here, we never really want to bring up again because we all hate it. The P word. Uh, the patents. I, I think it has to probably be to some extent for patents, because I couldn't see Google saying, we really want to get in the hardware manufacturing, like... Is this sort of a business? reeling move by Google because they lost Nortel patents? They lost you it, know, the I other... Mean, it, it very well could be. I feel like it's a pretty darn big acquisition to for patents. I mean, that's $12.5 billion. And mind you, I found it interesting that in the past week after this acquisition, they've lost in market cap $12.5 billion, over $12.5 billion. So they lost in market cap even more because of this acquisition. The biggest winner has to be Motorola CEO. Oh, definitely. I mean, they probably make out like to the yeah, exactly. I mean, this was a company that wasn't really going much of anywhere except with walkie-talkies. And mm. I mean, at the very worst, he ends up getting 2.5 million dollars. Well, his company. Sounds like they big deal to me. I guess. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I don't see any Motorola Google phones coming out anytime soon. You don't I mean, think so? The end other than the Android devices they already make. Hmm. What do you think? Well, I mean, Motorola has also had a lot of instant communication sort of mechanisms out there, and they could bake Android into one of those kind of devices and come up with a superior sort of notification device or something that may be tethered onto their current smartphones that they already have or just just for parts, not necessarily yeah, for yeah. the actual phones or whatever the devices are, but the parts, the IP, something like that. I think there's actually more to it than just patents because they could have picked a number of companies. I mean, Google has a lot of cash. Right. They could have decided to acquire, you know, a number of kind of companies if they decided to sell. Littler patents, yeah. So, it's interesting. We'll see. I guess, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I know they're sort of losing the patent race against Apple in terms of like where their devices can be sold. But interestingly enough, a quick plug, that the Galaxy Tab can in fact be sold again in the European Union temporarily. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they lifted the injunction temporarily. So Did you see the picture on the web about... About the fake like uh, Apple maybe photoshopping the... No, no, uh, that, yeah, that, that's out there. But the one that was like, here are a bunch of pre-iPad devices, here's the iPad... And here's a bunch of post-Apple devices. I didn't see this picture. This is a photo. I guess it was a Photoshop picture by someone recently and then linked to by John Gruber. It's got a bunch of tablets that have big, hulky-looking handles on the sides and speakers all around it and whatever. And then when the iPad came out, the simple glass screen with the black bezel, then they show there's four tablets after that, and they're all looking... Black screen, little bezel. Yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah, and that's, that's interesting. Not surprising. But Not I mean, surprising at all. With the iPad, we talk a little bit about the delays that we that we think are going to happen. I mean, who cares, you know? I personally didn't even think we are going to get an iPad 3 this year anyway. Like, I feel like this is... I mean, I'm mostly joking here, but I feel like this is rumor site's way of saying, oh, well, we realize we're stupid for even saying this, so we're going to come up with something. And then the thing is, what if they do come out with one in September and surprise everyone? So exactly. then what? I what mean, was the delay? 
Exactly. You got to trust DigiTimes, though, because if DigiTimes reported this, they're straight out of Asia. They've got insights. They've got ninjas. <laughs> they've got ninjas. They've yeah. got they've got ninjas running around right now trying to figure out the scoop from Apple. And well, it's if they though, scooped, if, yeah. you know, something like that. It's always funny to to follow the Apple rumor mill really closely. I I read an article a long time ago, probably four years ago, about how Apple will intentionally regularly like leak things that aren't real or they'll I mean it comes right out of their their company and they'll have someone at corporate essentially like fake an email to someone else and, and see what happens or to intentionally throw the rumor sites in the wrong direction. So I've always thought that was comical that Apple and Steve Jobs like recognize this is going on and have a fun game with it. But if you look at the iPad and we've talked about how there seems to be no competitor. I mean, they've developed a whole new term for tablets, non-Apple tablets. Yeah. So if you are the Apple tablet, then, you know, conceivably, you don't have to make much of any more than what you're already making. I mean, they just now closed the window to 24-hour shipping. So why bother having so much extra supply? Exactly. Definitely. I mean, I think it would be... A, a f- not a foolish move, but I, I think it would also make some of the fan, like fanboys, a little angry. I mean, people who expect this device to come out once a year, so they buy it once a year. I just don't care about tablets. I know you don't. I'm just I not like there. my tablet. You know, there was a post on the site today, or yeah, today about what is the future of PCs. And the only reason I'm bringing this up because it reminds me of uh, there was a Whitson Gordon from Lifehacker said, you know, tablets are great and I think they're the thing right now, but ultimately it's going to be the ultrabooks. It's going to be those Mac Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but that's why I'm curious to get this 11 inch, see how I like it. I mean, I like the idea of an ultrabook and I've always liked the idea of 3G in my ultrabook, which is interesting because it was one of our talking points this week. Well, I don't, I mean, Macs could certainly have 3G antennas in the future, but it's a choice as to whether or not they actually need to be there. I mean, keep in mind, Wi-Fi is becoming more prevalent every day. Yeah, but I mean, you still got the travel people who are on the road, like in the middle of nowhere. So would you prefer your 3G tablet, your iPad, or would you prefer a 3G MacBook Air? A 3G MacBook Air, definitely. The only reason I even still have this is because of the 3G. Like, I'm in places where I don't always get the internet. Hmm. Yeah, I probably threw you for a loop there. <laughs> well, I mean... I. I think that I think that's the smart thing to do. I mean, personally. Oh yeah, I, I would much rather. Ha- I just I feel like I'd much rather have 3G on my computer, and be in the middle of nowhere than have it on my tablet. Did you see the patent about having a cell phone antenna under a key? I didn't see that. So patently, Apple now again the P word. <laughs> they come up. They show an Apple patent that puts antennas under keys that are least used like the power key that's really or clever the far left alt key and that's and so when you depress it you know you'll be in the way but if you're not depressing it supposedly that's the closest a signal could be without going through aluminum and being hmm. potentially interfered with so that's that's certainly i guess if we saw a 3g uh macbook it's not going to be with a big antenna on the oh right no that's for sure yeah i don't know if any of you saw our I mean, we, we posted a link, and it linked directly to the Mac Rumors picture that was on there. That was a pretty awful-looking device. It was pretty clunky. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, know if I'd want it. I think the last cell phone with an antenna that moved outward was, like, in the 1990s. I mean, I did early. have an HTC AudioVox, like, 6600 from Sprint, and it had this huge antenna on the top of it. It was a Windows smartphone. But I certainly would not want to go back to that five, six years later. I mean, it was my device two years before the iPhone came out. So that, that would be pretty awful. But, yeah, I mean, 
we'll see about the 3G MacBooks. I I know that mm, about a year ago, eight, six months ago, Apple was sending out emails to some people who had MacBook Airs asking their interest, just a like, little survey saying, would you be interested in... You oh, know, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, it was, it was a little while ago. It was just a survey sent out to random people asking if they would actually use 3G in their MacBooks or anything like that. Are they going to give me one for free? Um, a MacBook? If I said, yeah, <laughs> I'd like to test it. That doesn't seem like the Steve Jobs way of doing things, but... I Are mean, you kidding me? Whenever somebody asks them for random stuff, they get random stuff. I guess that's true. It's possible. I know Steve pretty well. Friends with him? He and I go way back. Probably. I mean, whatever. What have you written there? <laughs> what have you written? I mean, we got the uh, kids. <laughs> Info shared. Dev charged. Uh, okay, you can take that one. All right. So we had a we had an interesting story a little a couple days ago about um, a developer who was sharing children's information. And when Tarun was like, what? what is this about? And I didn't even bother to read this. It was just too frightening of a title to even look at. It's pretty sad. Yeah. I don't know. My content apparently is irrelevant to him. But anyway, so these developers, they were charged $50,000 for sharing kids' information. And I say this because we all, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us grew up when we were thir- before 13 and the internet was around. We had to get our parents' permission to, to get on the internet. And we had to get our parents' permission to join sites, unless you lied about your age. Which... I had to get my parents' permission to use the computer. Wow. Yeah. And that explains a lot about you. But anyway, so... <laughs> We uh, we had these you had these things. We had to like get your parents' permission, unless you lied about your age, which I'm sure all of us did at one point or another. But anyway, these developers were sharing this information just like they'd share adults' information, and apparently, the feds caught onto it, charged fifty thousand dollars to a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, I don't think the thirteen-year-old got the fifty thousand dollars. The developers were just charged fifty thousand dollars. So I just thought it was interesting. Who gets the money then? I believe it goes back to the federal government. What? I don't know. The 13-year-old was compromised. It was a class action lawsuit, so I suppose in the sense that... So then everyone gets Everyone gets a little, like, 50 cents. Yeah, you know. 50 cents. It's sort of like that Sprint class class action lawsuit going on right now. Have you ever gotten money from a class action lawsuit? Yeah, the Sprint one. I'm getting, like... Three dollars. Three bucks. I'd have to go back and look for sure, but it's, like, between three and five dollars. It's... It's pretty terrible. Is it a check? Yeah, they send you a check. Wow. I got a check from Comcast. I don't know how many times when I cancel my service for like a quarter. I've had the, the cheapest one was literally a quarter. And so then they give you money. Yeah. To not cancel? No, or it just, was like it was oh. like I had like extra money, like where I'd paid too much, and it came out to like a quarter or something stupid. I just I got a check from Comcast for a quarter after I'd canceled my service. I had no idea why. I thought maybe it was one of those check cashing scams. I love to call Comcast and complain about my service they always give you like free service for a little while it's fantastic i I like it i mean i literally i was at comcast two days ago i thought when i was getting i got a new apartment it was kind of a big deal a move so comcast literally the lady told me and i think this is good for our listeners to know the lady told me if you call in after your promo period is up and complain they will put you back on that promo period Hmm. yeah so, one of our biggest topics for Tarun, because he's been talking about it all week, is the Milgram's experience of experiment. Okay, Milgram's experiment. It, it, he's had many experiments. I mean, he's punishment and what have you over the years. But the one that people frequently cite is the six degrees of separation. So, supposedly, there are 
a maximum of six people who separate you from anyone else. Right. I think there was even a show on ABC called like Six Degrees for With a little while. Kevin Bacon? Or was that... Well, <laughs> that was something else. That was something else? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. So... With the advent of social media and Facebook and what have you, there seems to be this movement now, I think Yahoo's partnering up with Facebook to try and actually test the theory. So what it will do is you log in with your Facebook ID and it will say, okay, do you want to use this app? So you click the yes and it's kind of scary. You don't know what this app's taking from you. So you say yes blindly because you know, you trust that it's for science. So since I'm a scientist, I always say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they link you to someone random. So I got this guy. I can't say his name. It's from, he's from Budapest. Like I, oh, so literally I you can't say his name. Say his name. <laughs> I was like, wow, you take that and seriously. I, well, I mean, I'm all for privacy, but so this guy, I like he, I, it just showed his picture and it showed a bunch of information about him. And it said, okay, who do you think is likely to know this person or know someone who knows this person or know someone, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought of a professor who had a, visiting sort of i think a sabbatical or he visited or he taught in budapest or knew some connections out there so i sent it over to him and i said hey you know this seems interesting you know for science check it out and he said well no i don't know this person but i do know other people in budapest so i'll pass it on but now the catch is how do i know if it worked i mean i don't know but <laughs> so this is completely ridiculous it's kind of it well it just kind of went nowhere you like I mean, blew my mind when you were talking about this the, like a couple of days ago i think you. it's pretty cool i mean i think everyone, it just became a scam you telling I, me about this well i hope somebody you know gets me and then finds me that'd be kind of interesting the only thing that might be more of a scam is the fact that apple's being sued for swindling customers in china what i'd forgotten about this article and i wanted to actually ask you what you thought of this because i thought it was hilarious personally i didn't see it yeah, Apple was sued for allegedly swindling customers selling refurbished iPhones as brand new in China. Two separate lawsuits have been filed against Apple in China, accusing the tech giant of selling refurbished iPhone smartphones as new devices in multiple Beijing Apple stores. Led by well-known consumer rights advocate Wang Hai. Hey, don't laugh, okay? I'm sorry. Maybe you're, sep- maybe you're not separated. Or maybe that- That's why I was laughing, really. It says Wang Hai. I meant maybe you like know him. Two customers. No, I, I don't know. Maybe someone who I know knows him. But anyway, two customers have filed formal complaints. The suits both allege that Apple Store's location sold a refurbished iPhones to the complaint compliance complainants under the guise that they were new devices. Big deal. I mean, if anybody can refurbish phones, it's Apple. I mean, I, the running joke is I've always seen on forums and things is. You're better off buying a refurb device anyway because you know it's like 100% because they've like gone through strenuous tests and everything. Hmm. I, you've never heard that? That's a, that's a solid <laughs> argument. It is, I mean. On the other hand, it could be completely missed and it's still broken. Uh, maybe. Sorry, I, I just foiled that. I guess. For I all mean, you people who buy refurbs. I don't want to buy any refurbs. I've never stuff. bought a refurb brother, I, either. Oh, well then <laughs> come on. I just, I've heard that argument. The only thing that I was thinking that would be comical to mention to our viewers about this our listeners, I should say, is the fact that it might actually be one of those fake Apple stores anyway. Oh, yeah. 22 of them now, like, that they've found. You know yet you're an incumbent in a business when people are trying to copy off of you. What's funny is, though, I, I saw where Arnold Kim posted on Twitter the other day uh, a picture of one of the Apple stores, and it looked just like a gas station. Like, it, it was the most comical-looking photo. Like, it was this really pretty-looking gas station. I, I couldn't believe it. So, 
Let's look. I missed this earlier today. The HP earnings. Let's see what they ended up actually saying. So, oh god, advertisements. You gotta hate them. Mm. Rolled in positively at ninety-three cents a share, seventy-five cents per share in the same quarter as twenty ten. Okay. Net I mean, revenue rolled were, in at thirty-one thirty-one point one nine billion, up from thirty point seven three billion. So really, kind of flat. But, I mean, compared to some of these companies we've seen lately, that's not terrible. Companies discontinuing as touchpad. Companies' WebOS products were not received as customers, as HP had predicted. Yeah, I could have predicted that. I'm pretty sure everyone else predicted this. I don't know how HP missed that. You know, if I'm going to buy a tablet, it's got to have a keyboard that knows what I want to type before I type it. It's got to read my mind. Otherwise, it's inferior. I'll just stick with a keyboard. Well, so good luck with get that. Get on that. And on that note. That was Weekly Download episode number nine, brought to you in high definition. Right. And we'd appreciate if uh, next podcast was sponsored by you. If you'd like to sponsor a podcast, visit weeklydownload.com slash sponsorship. Or you can email us, contact at weeklydownload.com. And we're on the, all the social networks that the Twitter, you know and love. The Facebook. The Twitter, the Facebook. The Google Plus. Not well, yet, but we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. They don't let anyone on that thing. <laughs> I know. See you next time. Thanks.